This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, getting you ready for today's sports day. You know, three of the first four games have been at home, so you know, at some point in time you're going to have to venture out outside the 806, so that'll be... That'll start this week. While having a little fun along the way. Always good if you can blame it on somebody else, right? Yeah, sure. Especially some media guy. Sure. Right, some media guy. Catch the show live weekday mornings from 6 to 9 on Lubbock Sports Station. Double T 97.3. Uh, just uh, one other thing from uh, that 1980 American League, excuse me, National League Championship Series between the Phillies and the Astros, whom will play for the World Series. Of course, that 1980 series will have nothing to do with the World Series, right? That history won't have anything to do with it. I wouldn't think so. No, I wouldn't either. But somebody on the chat line points out that Pete Rose ran over Bruce Bochy in that series. And and that is true. And Bochy, of course, now the manager of the Texas Rangers. Um, he was behind the plate in game four. And Rose runs over Bochy to score the go-ahead run in the top of the 10th. Okay. Um, and then Bochy was also uh, with the Padres. With the Padres then, he'd moved from the Phillies to the Padres. When the um, Padres won the National League pennant in 84, played one game in the 84 World Series, they lost to the Detroit Tigers. And then one last thing, when Pete Rose hit 41-92 off of uh, Padre pitcher Eric Shaw, Bochy was behind the plate. Hmm. And cool. and how often, Jamie, and you, you, you know this far better than me, how often do you see guys that were catchers much like point guards, eventually become managers and head coaches of basketball teams. Seems like there are a lot of them. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And and Bochy's one that uh, was was far, uh, you know, it, it was one of those guys as well. Like many well, they catchers. see the whole field. Like, they're looking at everybody else and seeing where they need to be standing all the well, time. I think catchers, I mean, it's definitely a, the most position where you have to, you're thinking the most mm-hmm. and you're, Got all those different things to take in mind when you're making pitches and uh, or pitch signals, I should say, as far as what you're asking for and all that. I think they just understand the game sometimes a little bit differently. Yeah, I don't think you have to be a catcher, obviously, to be a good no, manager uh-uh. or whatever. But um, I think you probably can play any position if you're just if you're a thinking man or whatever, and you're sure. really a, a student of the game. You probably can be a good manager at any position. So that eliminates all three of us, right? I'm definitely not thinking, man. I, I will tell you this. Um, I think I'm worried about. I'm ha- I'm like totally torn right now <laughs> with the start to the NBA season for the Lakers. Oh my God! I love me some Darvin Ham, but right. I also love that LeBron and the Lakers are 0 and 4. But man, I don't I don't want this to go bad for Darvin. Why could he have not gotten a job elsewhere? I know. This is the worst. You said that repeatedly. This is, I mean, what they've put together with this group of guys. I mean, expectations are through the roof because you have superstars, and it just, they just don't mesh well together. And then Mm -hmm. you got a bunch of guys playing around them that don't look like real NBA players. It's just not good. I was uh, I was listening uh, last night on my way back home. Uh, I was, I guess it was. I don't know what time it was. It was maybe on my way here. Anyway, the you know was listening to the guys. And they were talking. This particular show talks a lot of NBA. Uh, Jalen and Jacoby, and um, and they were talking about how um, if the Lakers had won, they didn't expect the Lakers to win last night against the Nuggets, and that the next win might be against the first win against Minnesota coming up. I think, I think they play Friday. Okay. 
and they're talking about, well, if Westbrook plays in that game, is is that is he the reason for the for the win? But if he doesn't play and they win, is he the reason? And you know, are the Lakers going to trade him? And it's just, you know, it just seems to be a lot of drama right now. Who would want Russell Westbrook right now? <laughs> right, right. He's a problem. He's a, he's he's and, not playing well. And yeah, that's injured. the biggest problem. Yeah, and mm-hmm. and dinged up, blah blah blah. But yeah, and so you're just kind of looking at this, going, man, they're off to a terrible, terrible start. Mm-hmm. At o, at zero and four, and like you said, I mean it's a talented group, and and you well, some mo- of it's talented, sure, sure, sure. Some of it's talented. Part of it's you know putting the team together, and and, and like you said, the the worst part of the deal is is it's one of our guys leading the charge. Otherwise, you'd be like, I don't really don't care. It's the Lakers, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the only reason you that you care is because it's Darvin Ham, and you want him to do well, right? You right. know, I want him to do well. I mean. You want him to do well. I think many people here would probably want him to to do well. But I'm then, just fearful that it's going to go so bad that he's going to get fired like halfway through the season and never get another shot. Mm-hmm. You know, there's your party that says, "Oh well, let's just let's just hope he gets out of there quickly and then he can go coach somewhere else." He's, pro- I mean, if it goes really bad, people are going to be like, "No, we're not giving this guy a chance." Or is he the guy that they just kind of the in between guy and they're like, "Okay, after this year, hey, it went so poorly, we didn't make the playoffs, finished below 500." We're going to blow up the whole team, reboot, and then we're going to get, go get us a you know, seasoned, proven, championship-winning coach, and then does he get another shot kind of deal. Mm-hmm. It's, it's kind of what it – It's in a way, it's kind of what it feels a little bit alike. So, mm-hmm. anyway. Fully realizing that we are biased with regards to Darvin Ham, 100%. What, did you take some reason pills today no, before you came to work? Hear me out. So <laughs> if – he is as highly thought of as we think he is mm-hmm. in NBA circles. With regard, he was one of the next up and coming coaches. No doubt, a lot of interviews. Mm-hmm. But he was that way for a long time. Don't you all? A few years, it mm-hmm. felt sure. like. Shouldn't some yeah. of the other owners look and say, "Well, look what he was dealing with in L.A." No one is going to win with that team. Uh, trying to get uh, NBA owners and the word reasonable uh, in the right, same yeah, sentence is yeah, challenging. It, that, that might be the biggest stretch I'll make today, yes. Yeah. But you do seem very reasonable today. I'm, I just don't know if high... They may think highly of him as a person, mm-hmm. but it feels like he was passed up on a, for a bunch of jobs. Yeah, and, and why Why was that? Yeah. I don't know. Again, we all think very highly of him as a person and as a basketball player. Mm-hmm. We know nothing about him as a coach. We just know he's been, you know, a, a solid assistant for a lot of teams. Sure. It's hard to judge if, if your, oh, your assistant coach was really good on that team. Yeah, right. It's hard to judge, right? right. You don't know how a guy is going to take that next step from being an assistant to a head guy. Well, I mean, d- if we're being reasonable, mm-hmm. and that's what we're going to try to do today, how mm-hmm. fun is that? <laughs> what has gotten into us today on that, yeah. right? Why would be? Why would we be? I just reasonable. I just worried because he was passed up a few times. It, it's not as Jeff says that he's thought of so highly as a coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that means to me that he was put in this tough spot <laughs> by taking this job. And you know, if it doesn't gonna if it doesn't go well, then you know he's not gonna give be it's given the benefit done. of the doubt. Yeah. 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 Uh, Bullfighter asked this question. How do you coach guys that don't want to be coached slash players that put the team together? Oh, that's so right. 
So, yeah. Right. And that, that happens so often, you know, where the head coach doesn't necessarily get to be the one that, as Bill Parcells would say, uh, get the groceries. How can I, what, how can I, can't cook the meal if I can't. How do you expect me to cook if I don't get to get the, if get, I don't get to get the groceries? Right, right, right. So that makes, that makes a lot of sense. And it seems like coaches have less and less control of that in terms of player personnel decisions. Yeah, I would guess NBA players are the probably the most difficult to coach. Yeah, I would think. I would that would be my guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just because of the guaranteed contracts and the amount of money versus what the the perceived power, especially for a guy like Darvin Ham who's I don't know, in it, his first year. Okay, would we no. then would we then say they're the easiest to coach though, but in there in the regard that the least you have to do, hey, go do your thing, man. Go be great. Go do what you do. <laughs> you do. It's you. not like we run a lot of. <laughs> it's not like we run a lot of offense here in the NBA. <laughs> you just go beat somebody off the dribble or pull up for a three. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're so incredibly skilled. I, mm-hmm. I can every time I watch an NBA game, I'm I'm just amazed with the skill of NBA players. The talent level. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no. No. It's no question. Crazy good. No question. I mean, you watch college basketball, and I mean, you're impressed with the way they play, but it's just different level mm-hmm. their skill set mm-hmm. yep uh 640 this morning on lubbock sports station double t 97.3 red raider football with joey mcguire tonight at six here on double t 97.3 they'll have an assistant coach and player guest as well those will be announced later on today we'll we'll talk about that but uh you'll hear from the head man tonight right at the top at six o'clock to talk about his football team and what maybe to expect on Saturday against the Baylor Bears. This day in sports history next. Then our secret word of the day for today at 6.51. Your chance to win $10,000 from Double T 97.3 in the home zone. Getting your sports day started the right way. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3. Breaking down the biggest games. If Texas Tech does not win the Big 12 football conference, who are you rooting for to win the conference? If Tech does not win it this year. Well, busting some chops along the way. I hold back on sending you stuff. I mean, I'm very, very, very judicious. We spend three hours a day, five right? days a week together. Why yeah. do, Why would yeah. we need to communicate during the weekends? <laughs> right. Save we it for the show. We, we, save, we do. We save it for the show. Tune into the Morning Drive live weekdays from 6 to 9 on Lubbock Sports Station. Double T 97.3. Time for this day in sports history. Today is October the 27th, 2022, and we'll have a secret word coming up shortly, but first, here's Jeff McGuire. Going to start in 1961. American Basketball League starts to play. The ABL. The ABL, yes. 1963, Detroit Red Rings right wing Gordy Howell. That is a hard phrase to say. Uh, scores his 544th career goal in a 6-4 loss to the Montreal Canadiens. Tying uh, Marseille Richards' all-time NHL ret- regular season record. I think it's Richard. I'm pretty sure it is now. Yeah, they just did tongue snapping back in the. Was that the Rocket like, Richard dude? Yeah, Rocket Richard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's 1980. Cool, <laughs> yeah. The, the tongue snapping that back just, into it, the. It, yeah. what are you like a reptile? I mean, that, <laughs> maybe I'm a replacement. And don't ask questions you want to know. Or you don't want to know. 1980. 
uh, Dave Grillo sets a world bicycle speed record of 94.37 kilometers per hour. 1984, Washington State University running back Ruben Mays sets a collegiate football record of 357 yards rushing in one game, and this was at Oregon. 1985, World Series. Royals win, 11 to 1. Close. 11 nothing. 11 nothing. Okay. Game four to win the series, four games, to, uh, game seven, excuse me, winning mm-hmm. four games to three. Mm-hmm. Does Chuck Hines remember who the MVP was? Uh, Brett Saberhagen. Very good. And proving that apparently this week is all about Chuck. Also on this day in 1985. What week is not? Huh? What week is not? Well, no, like it's we had earlier, one. We're, we, Four, it was his favorite day because the Royals won the World Series and, does Chuck remember? And? There was an and. Chiefs lost to the Broncos that day. No, I wouldn't have just brought that up. Billy Martin is fired by oh, the Billy Yankees Martin's for the fourth part. time. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> 1992, Don Baylor is appointed the first manager of the Colorado Rockies. Okay. 2011, World Series Game 6. That's it. It was Game 6. Cardinals, 2011. I don't need to say anymore. David Freeze. I don't need to say anymore. We all know. Yeah. 2020, L.A. Dodgers beat the Tampa Bay Rays 3-1 in Game 6 at Globe Life Field, Arlington, to win their first title in 32 years. Yeah, that makes sense that they were playing in Arlington, right? (laughs) At least it wasn't against the Rangers. (laughs) It is National Potato Day and National American Beer Day. Okay. Uh, So enjoy some potato and beer. Is there a is there a potato that you don't eat? Type of potato. Um, the orange ones that my wife eats. What's that? What are they the called? Sweet, sweet potatoes. potatoes. Okay. Yeah, I don't eat sweet potatoes. Okay. How about mashed potatoes? Uh huh. Okay, I'm out on the mashed. Mm-hmm. Where where where? <laughs> potatoes of grass. I mean, that's one that you've told yeah. us many times before. Yeah, sure, right. Okay. Yeah. I'll Not never a, say that again. I, I, I didn't say you couldn't say it, but you tell us frequently. We're aware. Yeah, I've got it. Okay, I, that, that's, that's fair. That's a fair statement. Uh, happy birthday. Yeah, yeah, happy birthday. Lonzo Ball, 25 today. I, I hope it's happy. For, for Lon- sure. Lonzo's not the problem. Uh, Kelly Osborne, 38, and John Cleese is 83 today. And on this day in 1962, complicated and tension-filled negotiations between the United States and the Soviet Union finally result in a plan to end the two-week-old Cuban Missile Crisis. Mm. Soviet leader uh, Khrushchev, uh, Khrushchev uh, I'm not able to talk today. Khrushchev. Thank you. Responded to the quarantine by sending a long and rather disjointed letter to Kennedy offering a deal. Soviet ships bound for Cuba would not carry any kind of armaments if the United States vowed they would never invade Cuba. He pleaded, let us show good sense and appealed to Kennedy to weigh well what the aggressive uh, political, uh, parishal... Wait, 
No, I'm done on this one, which you have declared in the USA intent to carry out international waters would lead to. He also sent a second letter, which basically said, we'll take our missiles out of Cuba if you take them out of Turkey. Bobby would say, let's just go with the first one and pretend like we didn't get the second one. And that is this day in sports history. That was kind of painful there at the end. (laughs) Time for our secret word of the day. Uh, if you're tired of the national radio contest, we are too. We try to make them as local as we can. And so what we're going to do is we're going to put $10,000 in your hand, and then hopefully you'll spread it around town and spend money with lots of different folks. Double T97.3 in the Home Zone are proud to bring you this, the Home Zone. They make your house a home every single day. They're closed on Sunday, though. But they want your house on Sunday to be nice and comfortable so you can watch plenty of football. Our secret word at 645 today, 645 today is Rebels. Rebels, R-E-B-E-L-S. The Tascosa Rebels will come to Lubbock and Wolford, excuse me, to uh, Woodrow on uh, tomorrow evening to play the Lubbock Cooper Pirates. We'll have that game for you on 100.7 The Score at 6.30. But Rebels is your secret word at 6.45. Rebels, R-E-B-E-L-S. So your chance to win $10,000 from Double T 97.3 in the home zone. All you have to do is go to DoubleT97.3.com, enter that in. The more times you enter, the more of a chance that you have to win and perhaps be the person that gets to come down here to 620 Avenue O and get a check for $10,000 from on highest. Okay. Nice. Nice. Now you can take it right back to the home zone and spend it there. They, yeah. That sure would be can. the thing to do. That's Just go good. right back to the home zone right. and hook it up. Hook it up. Treat it like a gift card. Yes. That's, that's exactly right. Mm-hmm. Or you can swing over here and check out the Heinz Enterprises. and uh, I'd find a place for it. Yeah. <laughs> and buy some advertising. I don't know what you're advertising or what your business is. But you, could, like, you could sponsor us. You could yeah. uh, right. advertise the morning drive. Right. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. I know, going back to the 85 World Series just for a second, I know I've told this story before, but just it, so many different things resonate for me that, from that evening. And I was, I was in the stadium that night and in the locker room after the game. And uh, the thing that just stood out to me more than anything else was uh, Daryl Motley when he was at the podium. And there weren't very many people there for whatever reason. It just is, is it because it was just pandemonium and everybody was trying to get their own little special interview. And, and I don't even remember who asked the question, but. Daryl Motley hit the home run to really kind of start things off in that game. And, and it went downhill quickly because the Cardinals had lost the night before on a controversial play. And they had, they had checked out of their hotel room. They were confident they were going to win that night. They had to check back in. It was just, it was a mess. Whitey Herzog was still mad uh, before the game. He, Joaquin Andrew Har got t- tossed in from the game. But somebody asked Motley <clears throat> what it was like to hit a home run in the World Series. I mean, you know, it's... Not very this is a softball question, you know. It's like, what's it like to hit a home run in the World Series? And Motley, right back, he was he was a young man. He's about you know in his mid twenties at that time, maybe even yeah, about mid twenties because he's my age. And he said uh, he said to this kid back, he goes or this reporter back, he goes, "You ever hit a home run in the World Series?" And the guy says no, and he goes, "It's a great feeling." <laughs> I'm just you know just innocent, you know, just an innocent innocent response because it's a it's a great feeling. So anyway, it was, it was a fun evening. I bet it was. It was a fun evening. I bet it was. Um, 6.54 this morning here on the morning drive. Go to doubleT973.com. That's the website. So Jeff has posted that as well on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. And you can uh, you can hit us up there if you'd like. Might not be able to talk today, but I can still type. You were 
struggling. Uh, I don't know what happened. We, we praised you for your, your reasonability, and then all of a sudden it went to your head. And No, 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 no. I, I just, tongue stops working. I don't have a better answer than that. Man, <laughs> that's a headline. They're like, Jesus returns. Jeff's tongue stops working, Jamie. Oh, what? <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, Red Raider football. We'll talk about it next. You'll hear from Joey McGuire tonight on Red Raider football with Joey McGuire here on Double T 97.3. We'll have the game itself. Our optimum game day live coverage presented by United Supermarkets begins Saturday morning at 7 a.m. with a Saturday morning quarterback. Take you all the way to the kick. Kicks at uh, 6.30-ish from Jones Stadium. It's a sold-out, blackout, great, hopefully, night for football between Tech and Baylor on Saturday evening. We'll uh, hear from some of the uh, participants, the coaches, that is, Coaches Kitley and Ruder, DeRuder here next this morning on the Morning Drive, but first Sports Center. Your morning blend of sports. K-State is uh, coming off a big win over Oklahoma. Of course, the Red Raiders off their 37-34 overtime win over number 22, Texas. And humor. Sure to tell them that. You, you suggested that. <laughs> and, of course, they got a big laugh. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3. Catch the show live weekdays from 6 to 9 on Double T 97.3 FM or on the Double T 97.3 mobile app. I think it's time for Jamie to show us that he can moonwalk. Probably not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't get take, up on the uh, anchor desk here and, and Take a and lot of it. Mountain Dews to make that <laughs> take happen. Take a lot of Mountain Dews to make that You know, I happen to know where some are. Yeah. Well, I don't know that you can... And get him down his throat that fast. All right. Seven, I wouldn't have to. Just keep putting him in front of him. To seven, disappear. 7.15 this morning here on the morning drive. Brian says, Chuck, what Chuck? With not a well-thought-out idea? No. <clears throat> uh, this chuckles. We're not going to get the certainty you want at quarterback. Deal with it. Speedo moonwalk. Weed strain. <laughs> Colony's favorite one. <laughs> Overdressed for the colony. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm ready to go today, man. I'm I'm suited up and ready to make it happen. I get to read to the second graders today over at Whiteside. It's the United We Read program today. Then there'll be many folks that'll be doing this all across the city. Uh, I think all across the country, actually. We all read the same story. And then there's a craft. And uh, so I'm, I'm real excited about it. Cool. So I, I think Very cool. I think it'll be, uh, it'll be fun. And then... Have you pre-read the story so you know what you're reading? I have not. Do you know what story you're reading? Uh, well, I was told, um, but I just haven't. I haven't. I'm, you know, I'm going to read it cold. I'm pretty good. Cold read. Okay. Yeah, I'll look at it once I get it. That's an industry term for. I haven't looked at this yet. <laughs> uh, I can tell you, it's this is the fifth annual United We Read, and this is part of uh, United Way, is what this uh, what this is. So, yeah, I'm I'm. Uh, I'm pumped up about it. I think it's, I think it's, like I said, I think it's a cool thing. Somebody says, don't scare the kids. No, I won't. Uh, the, the book is A Case of Bad Stripes by David Shannon. Okay. Who's it illustrated by? I don't know. <laughs> no, that's like, well, like you, Back Jamie in the day. watched Reading Rainbow a little bit, yeah. right? Yeah. Growing up. Yeah. Reading, Reading Rainbow. Rainbow? Nah, I don't think so. I, I don't know. It was always written by, sure. you know, but. 
uh, and read by and then illustrated by. You had to get all three of them. I'm, I'm really good at Curious George. I almost wish it was a Curious George book, but this is, I think, there's a lesson here to go with this. Okay. Uh, Bad Stripes, is it about Big 12 referees? <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, no, it's not. I don't think so. <laughs> I thought it was funny. <laughs> I, did. I don't know why you gave it that laugh. I, I thought, thought it was funny. I thought it was funny. I thought it was really good. I thought that was it really was good. It was very sarcastic laugh. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then tonight... Tonight, I'm, I'm uh, along with many others, going to participate in the uh, Suited for Success program. They're doing a fall version of that for Texas Tech athletes. Man, this is uh, this this, this is my Chuck. This is my skill set tonight. Is the meet and greet uh, social aspect of, of things. Okay, so anyway, that's uh, that's have fun. That, that it'll be fun. All right. Mm-hmm. So uh, the Red Raiders will play football Saturday night against the Baylor Bears. I do not know. Somebody asked if this is the black, black, black throwbacks or what. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if that's the all black throwbacks. But it seemed like uh, Patrick Mahomes always did well in the all black throwbacks. That you know, it seemed like he. But he always. You could put him out there in whatever, right? A zoot suit, and he'd have a good night. You would think so. He's pretty yeah. talented. He's pretty pretty talented. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, let's uh, let's listen to Coach uh, Tim DeRuiter. He's the defensive coordinator. Basically, what what they're going to go up against on um, on Saturday night is one of the best offensive lines uh, in the Big Twelve, and the defensive line for Texas Tech got to put some pressure on the quarterback and see what they can do there. But here's uh, DeRuiter talking about Baylor's offensive line and what they're going to face. Well, I'm not going to disagree with him. Uh, you know, the veteran group. Uh, I think they really run their scheme probably as well as anybody in our league. Um, Coach Grimes does a great job in in their outside zone scheme and teaching it and drilling it. He must because they're really really consistent in how they do it, and uh, it's it's a difficult uh, you know offense to prepare for. You know what's coming. Everybody that plays them knows it's coming, and they're still able to you know rack up yards. So uh, it's something we've got to do a great job of setting edges. Uh, being really good and disciplined with our with our gap assignments and being really good with our, our hands. Um, as soon as your eyes start getting the wrong place and your hands get misplaced, they're going to be on you because you know you've got that veteran group up front and they've got you know a couple of really quick shifty backs uh, that can see the hole. They're patient and then hit it and can explode through. And then they got a big back that can just move the pile through and makes nice cuts. So. Uh, it's 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 a you know difficult task, but it's something that every week in the Big Twelve, there's something that you got to be ready for. I wonder if that's as high a compliment that a defensive coordinator can can pay an opponent's offense when he says you know what they're going to do, and then they go do it because you know it's like okay, we know this is this is their identity, right, with their offense. Their bread and butter, what they're, they what they what they do the most, or what they do really well, and so you're you're scheming for that, or you're planning for that, or you're telling you're showing your players that, and then they then they go do it, and then they execute it, and then they have success, and you're not able to to stop it. Just again, a thirty thousand foot view of it. That's definitely a big compliment. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, their quarterback is uh, Blake Shapen, one twenty eight, one eighty eight. Uh, in terms of his uh, completions and attempts, he has thrown five interceptions. The Red Raiders did finally get the the turnovers going their way, and you just kind of wonder, okay, does that um, become contagious? You know, does that carry over to another game in terms of 
hey, we were in the right spot. You know, we, we, we made some good catches on interceptions and, you know, able to have population, as Coach DeRuder likes to say, around the football with regard to a fumble. And, um, you know, can that does that success that you had with West Virginia carry over to Baylor? I hope so, but I, I, I don't know that, I mean, it really had to do with a couple different things. I mean, JT Daniels putting balls and, in the air that we're giving your receiver mm-hmm. or your defensive backs a chance, number mm-hmm. one. But number mm-hmm. two, your defensive backs made plays. They made plays. They were in good position and made plays. So if you're in good position, then you're going to always give yourself an opportunity. Yeah. Uh, one other change for Coach DeRuiter. He started the season on the sideline, and now he's coaching uh, the defense from the press box. And there's a reason for that, and he talks about that. Uh, everywhere I've gone, it, it, it kind of you have to have a feel for where are you going to be most effective. And when I first go to places, sometimes you feel like, you know, I want to see the eyes of the guys when they come to the sideline. You got to make adjustments. Are they getting it? You know, it, you know. Sometimes you get guys have a little glazed over look. Um, and so I just wanted to feel certain that hey, our guys are getting this. I think I can call a game probably better upstairs just from a vision, um, you know, be able to, you know, have my thoughts together. You get it on the sideline, and those of you that have been on the sideline know it's an emotional game. And I tend to be more emotional on the sideline and blitz maybe a little bit more uh, when I'm on the sideline than I do up in the box uh, when we're going to blitz anyways. But, um, you know, you just have a bigger picture strategic view I think, than being on the sideline. Now, both you know, have their advantages and disadvantages. I just thought for, you know, once we got through the first part of the season and I felt like our guys were getting it, that it would help our defense if I was up. Having a guy like Marcel who's been with me, who's been in the system, you know, our other assistant coaches know it, but it's, it's good having that history with somebody that can, you know, Marcel's been a defensive coordinator. He can pull the whole defense up and explain the whole unit if we need to talk to the unit. But we're at a point now where, you know, all of our assistants are there with their positions and we can talk through it like that. He's talking about Marcel Yates, who's the defensive back coach. Um, I think that's really uh, interesting that early on he just wanted to see it in their eyes. Hey, do you know what we're doing here? (laughs) You know, it's like you can kind of fake it if you're on the phone with somebody or over a headset. But when you look in their eyes and go, okay, I see that he gets it or, man, that guy doesn't have a clue. So I, I need to help him, and and I think he's right. Obviously, when you're up in the press box, when I mean, you see the whole field, you see what's going on, you can see kind of tendencies a little bit better. And then the, the, the emotional aspect, I thought that was probably a very good observation on his part that tend to be more emotional on the sideline because you get caught up in it. No, I think it's hilarious, really. I, yeah. I think it's it's too funny, and, and <laughs> it's just I, I kind of wonder if I would fall into the same boat as Coach DeRuiter mm-hmm. with that he said it's not about what he can see. It's not about having a bad view down there. It's about his emotions. Like yeah. he gets excited, he's close <laughs> to it, and gets fired up. And yeah, let's keep going. Let's blitz everybody. Yeah. <laughs> but he's up in the booth. He's more calm and right. thinks things through a little bit. I think that's hilarious. Yeah. I think that's pretty cool. All right, 725. We'll get some thoughts from Coach uh, Zach Kitley after 8 o'clock this morning on uh, – couple things on his offense and then a couple things on Patrick Mahomes whom he spent a lot of time with when Patrick first came here and throughout his career here at Texas Tech. Your morning dose of coffee and sports. 
This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Catch the show live weekdays from 6 to 9 on Double T 97.3 FM or on the Double T 97.3 mobile app. Jamie's question of the day on Double T 97.3 is presented by Bizarre Solutions. Call them today for a free cybersecurity audit. All right, Jamie, what you got for me today? And Jeff and our fine listening audience. Okay, so I'm going to ask this question. I think there's, if you just the, just look initially, I think it's an easy question. <laughs> but I don't know that I'm there in easy, answering it the easy way. <clears throat> okay, so. Well, that sounds like we need to listen hard here, Jeff. No, 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 no. no, okay. no. Just straight up, your next two opponents are Baylor and TCU. Mm-hmm. Okay, and don't take in. I'm not asking you which one's more likely for the Red Raiders to win. Okay. Okay, because we know one's at home, home, and one's on the road, sure. and that factors in. Okay, but who do you think is the better football team? Oh, TCU. I think I'd agree with Jeff. TCU, and I think. They seem to be more talented, but I think it starts with their quarterback. I think Max Duggan, because of how long he's been there and the fact that he's a dual threat, I feel like he can hurt you more than Blake Shapin. He's definitely a dual threat, and they don't run Shapin a whole bunch. There's no there's no question there. Um, he's got the one really talented receiver and a really good tight end as well to work with. I, I agree, Duggan is is a big factor in this i i am just i don't know if i'm stuck respecting baylor for who they were last year Mm -hmm. or how good i think how, how well they're coached is stuck in my mind i'm caught in the tcu has really caught some breaks so far this year I'm not trying to disrespect TCU because they're much better than I thought they were, and I think they're really good. I guess I'm just not ready to say that Baylor's also not real good. I know they lost on the road to West Virginia. Excuse me. I, I, I know that happened, and, and again, that was a game where I felt like they were in complete control and then just let it slide. Just really had a bad fourth quarter and let it slide. I think I tend to feel like I have to agree with you guys just because the records have bared it out and DCU has beaten ranked teams. But, man, they've caught breaks in those games. I think the most impressive win was their win over Oklahoma State. And, again, I'll say the same thing that I said about the Baylor game. Oklahoma State was in control of that game. In control. And then just, I mean, just somehow let it slip away. And so – TCU deserves credit now two weeks in a row against good teams of coming back. But, man, with the injuries at the quarterback position that they've gotten to face, it, it just feels like it's it's changed the game. And I, I think there's a, there's the schedule is tougher for them down the stretch. And I think I have to agree with you guys, but I don't think the gap is that wide. How much better do you think Baylor is defensively than TCU? Um, I don't know. How do I answer that? Uh, just 
a little bit better, I guess. Okay, because I, I mean, I don't know what kind of if I'm giving a number here or I'm no, no, answering I mean, Arkansas. I don't, I'm not sure. Yeah, um, yeah. I, th- <laughs> I think TCU's defense is solid. I don't think they're great. Right, because I mean, they gave I up think 31 Baylor, to Kansas and 40 to uh, Oklahoma State. They gave up 28 to K State. You know, who played three different quarterbacks yeah. in the game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and you know, man, it sure would be interesting to know, like if. Adrian Martinez doesn't get hurt. Does K-State win that game? Or Will Howard. Or Will Howard, right. Either one. Yeah. Because Will Howard was crushing it, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just changed things completely. Yeah. You know? And if Spencer Sanders wasn't banged up, and you know, on and on and on. And, and, get, and in the Oklahoma game, um, his name is escaping me now, uh, Dylan Gabriel, he, he was out in that game. He got knocked out in that game, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they have really had it break their way with injuries to the quarterback position with their opponents. Which, um, that's part of the game, right? I mean, yeah, absolutely. Staying, I staying healthy and being available and all those, all those, all those kinds of I things. I really am not trying to discredit TCU. Mm-hmm. I, although, I may feel that way a little bit. But I just, I think Baylor is it's right okay. there with them. I think Baylor's. And I, I know that Baylor had the BYU game too, but mm-hmm. I, I think that everybody just forgot about just just kind of stopped respecting Baylor after their loss to West Virginia. And yeah. I thought that was like their one hiccup for the year. Yeah. And I think they're better than people think they are, than Red Raider fans are really giving them credit for. Mm-hmm. That's that's kind of where I think I'm trying to go here. Okay. Okay. So, th- but you're definitely if you're. If I were to have asked you the question, which one is the easier game or the more likely for you to win, I would go with the home game against Baylor. Sure. Against the road trip to TCU. Sure. I mean, well, it, neutral site. I don't know. I mean, they. You have to give them. You have to give. I mean, they they have started showing up. The TCU fans. Are they TCU fans or are they just Tech fans waiting for the Tech game, getting ready early? I think there's. Hey, there was lots of purple in that stadium last week. It was K-State purple. No, K-State I'm purple. Kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm joking. No. Um, first off, I'll just say this. I don't know how well this will be taken. Uh, your attendance wasn't great last week. Mm-mm. So, I mean, let's not be throwing rocks. Yeah, I was. Yeah. I, I thought it was uh, a lackluster and I'm not crowd. Talk, I'm not talking about when it was out of, out of hand in the fourth quarter. I'm talking about from the get-go. From the get-go. It just seemed like a meh, little meh. Yeah, it. it I, I mean, it was still probably better than most TCU games. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong, but it, mm-hmm. it wasn't. It wasn't great. Yeah. It wasn't our best effort. Yeah, for whatever reason. For what? For whatever reason. Yeah, yeah. it seems uh, seems weird. Uh, Seven thirty-seven this morning here on the morning drive. We did not talk about this on the actual day, but I I saw some rumblings about it uh, yesterday, just the uh, because of the uh, you know nature of of kind of where we are. You think about a year ago, a year ago. Uh, on uh, the 25th of October was when uh, Texas Tech dismissed uh, Matt Wells as their head coach. And so that was a, that was a Monday, Monday afternoon, mid-morning, I guess. And then, uh, so Tuesday, the 26th would have been our first day to, to react to that. Man, what a difference a year makes. I mean, I, I would say this, Jamie, I'm not sure the past 367 days could have really gone any better for the Texas Tech football program. 
I mean, yeah, you would have liked to have won a couple of more ball games, you know. But, I mean, aside from where you were this point in time a year ago, now an interim coach, you're in flux, you know, you're trying, you, you've united your fan base by firing your coach. But, man, what a, what a terrific last 367 days or so it's been for this football program. I agree with everything you said as long as you say couldn't have gone much better instead of saying it couldn't have gone any better because you lost three games. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you lost sure, three times. Sure. But, I mean, you... you, you, you couldn't have gone much better. Well, and you, you also wanted, lost it, a couple of games at the end of the last season. You too. did. You yeah. did. You did. Yeah. Could not have gone much better. But, I mean, you think about it, you know, you go get the coach everybody, I think, wanted at the end of the day. You know, he immediately has recruiting success. You you get a 62-yard field goal and beat Iowa State, become bowl eligible. You beat Mike Leach in a bowl game. Yeah, everything, everything. you're talking about. I mean, just the excitement of, for the fan base and the feeling that you're moving in the right direction is everything that you wanted to feel. Mm-hmm. Everything that you wanted to feel. I mean, at the time, you weren't thinking, uh, we want to beat Mike Leach in a bowl game. That, that's not, but it's absolutely, it was, it was a little icing on the cake, right? But you wanted to feel like we got the right guy, we're heading in the right direction, and our fan base is excited about him. Yeah. And I feel like you got that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You absolutely got that. Now, if, you, if you'd have won all of those games, <laughs> man. <laughs> If we would have tweaked that up a notch, a could, big, large notch. It could have gone just a little bit better, but it could not have gone very much better. That's, 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 that was a little adjustment I made for you. I know. I appreciate okay. that. I appreciate Yeah. I need a little adjustment from time to time. Sometimes I need major but adjustment. Sometimes I just need a little adjustment. But your point was valid. Just mm-hmm. needed a tweak. Yeah, needed a and you're the tweaker. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Better than the twerker. That's right. <laughs> or the streaker. You're tuned in to the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3, recapping the night that was in the world of sports. That's not to say that they don't respect the run game that you have, but you're talking about one quarterback leading the, the conference in passing so far this year. And remember, he didn't start the first game. Right. still play a lot, though. And also bringing some humor to your day. I, I just don't want to disappoint you. I just, <laughs> as much as I disappoint you, I don't want to disappoint you in some things that you expect from me. Hear the show live weekday mornings at 6 on Double T 97.3 or on the Double T 97.3 mobile app. Nice to have you with us this morning on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com with Jamie Lent and Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. Come to you this morning. From the First United Bank, Double T 97.3 Studio. Yates Flooring Center chat line is open if you want to weigh in on, on anything that uh, you have going on in your mind or want to comment on what we've had coming out of our mind, you can uh, do that. Uh, Benchmark Hotline is open as well if you just want to voice it. 806-771-0973. Uh, technology update for me, Jamie. This will shock you. I and think. now, from Morning Drive <laughs> Update... I don't know if it's that. I don't know if it was that that much necessary, but I'm excited about it. I can't take any credit for it because I had somebody else do it. But um, you know, I've had a little phone problem uh, down here in downtown Lubbock, and I don't know if my phone is resolved. But uh, I uh, I had a new SIM card put in my phone so that I could see if I could get better coverage downtown. And the the guy asked me what my phone was all connected to because he said, "Hey, I'm going to have to. It's going to you're going to have to reconnect everything." 
put in the passwords for the Wi-Fi that you're on. He goes, is your car connected to your phone? I said, no. I said, I got the, I've got the technology. I said, I just don't know how to do it. I just haven't been able to. He goes, I'll do that for you. So he went out. He had time. He went out to my car, connected my phone to my car. And now, now Jamie, if you were to call me, uh, if you were to call me, I can answer the phone in my car. Or I can talk to people in my car with having my phone up to my ear. I realized that this, you know, I'm, I realized that I'm really showing my uh, age and my inability to uh, use uh, technology, but <clears throat> you know, I'm, so I'm an open book, but I'm, 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 I'm almost giddy that I've got it. And I learned, and I learned cause the lucky lady sent me a text last night that the text will read out on my display in my car. And it'll give me a chance to respond like, I'm driving right now, I'll call you back, or I'll call you right back, or something along those lines. So I'm I'm like I feel I feel like I'm I've entered maybe two thousand and eight, you know? Twenty twenty, maybe. Mm hmm Jeff, help me out here. <laughs> What's the mature guy response right now? Good for you, Chuck. <laughs> Good for you, Chuck. That's great. Glad to hear it. <laughs> I anyway, I just struggle with those. I just, I just felt like sharing that, Jamie. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm glad you did. Because I know that you know, there's some out there that always wonder, you know, what, <clears throat> you know, because they like to laugh at my inability to do things. So that, there you go. He turned on the Bluetooth. Might have. I don't know. He he punched some different buttons on my deal and. Voila, there it was. Okay. Again, riveting. <laughs> All right, we'll have Red Raider football with Joey McGuire. I bet he's got that technology in his car, and I bet he knows how to do it. Um, let's see here, this. Uh, it's so cute when old people learn new tech. Now, uh, Chuck feels like Knight Rider right now, rolling with Kit. <laughs> I mean, Chuck, that technology is older than Baron Morton. <laughs> Probably so. I've had it in my car before. I've just, I've had this, it, truth be told, I've had this car a number of years and, <clears throat> you know, I'm just now getting to it. But, you know. Better late than never. Better late than never. Mm -hmm. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's right. Better, mm -hmm. better, better late. Better late than mm -hmm. never. Yeah, and you, you're now still for sure that you don't have the button to turn your mirrors in automatically, right? I'm positive on that because i did look on that mm -hmm. i did look on that uh syntax hank lord help us all chuck can now talk all the time mm -hmm. oh he was yeah. talking before yeah yeah i was talking there's just other people involved himself. now He's just, yeah yeah well, i guess i can't say anything i you know i'm i brought up the fact that once that i had mower problems so no i'm sure a, that was riveting to people too oh no no yeah. no no i think yeah. people were uh, Red Raider Two Guns. Uh, welcome to 2010, Chuck. Feels great, huh? Yeah, it does. Feels feels awesome. Feels awesome. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're just uh, we're different. When I do stupid things, I tend to not tell everybody. I know. Mm -hmm. I know. And, and, and but mm -hmm. or he wasn't doing a stupid thing. He did. A he had someone else do a smart thing for him. Yes, that is true. And he didn't even have to write a check to make it go away. No, so the SIM card was free, and mm -hmm. so was the service. Yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna stop Our talking at this point. Up, Jamie. No, we need no, you. We need no, you. We need no you. I don't think he is. What's I don't it? think he is. What did he say? He said, "Our little boy is growing up." No, huh? 
I don't think so, Jeff. Yeah, I don't think so. Don't don't give me too much don't give me too much credit. Uh, <clears throat> Bullfighter, did he preset your radio stations on your buttons? I've only got a couple of those done. So yeah, I, I still I still have some of that. I still have work to do. Okay, there's still technology to do. All right, uh, Zach Kitley, he is the offensive coordinator for the Texas Tech Red Raider football team, right? Right. Yes. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Yes. I was just. He is the one that is calling plays on the offensive side of the football. Yes. Um, I, I, you, can, you can't be mad if I'm asleep if you just sung me a lullaby, okay? No, I'm, not, I'm not mad. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not mad. I'm not mad at all. Uh, that was funny. That was very funny, though. You can't be mad if you just sung me a lullaby to sleep. It's about four minutes of all of our lives that we will never get back. Four? Yeah, you're about right. Okay, I'll do better next time. Anyway, I, I, we've talked an awful lot about tempo and how that helps the, the offense and what that does to the defense. But there's also this. Um, Coach Kitley talked about they basically pride in getting guys on the defensive side to tap out, but they also want to keep the ball moving in tempo and he's talking about these guys that get cramps or whatnot. But here's Coach Kitley on that. I think there's a little bit of both, you know, because you definitely want to keep rolling. Um, but at the same time, I think that it, it, it makes us have a lot of confidence. You know, we, we say they're, they're tapping out on us, you know. And so that, again, that kind of reverts back to, to Coach Lance and our strength and conditioning program here. And, and, you know, we're playing, we're averaging 97 snaps a game on offense right now, which is 13 more than number two in the country. And, you know, we're, we haven't had guys cramp up yet all year. So that, that's a testament to, to our strength and conditioning program and where we're at uh, physically. Um, and, again, that gives us a lot of confidence, too, uh, that whenever guys are, are falling over, that gives our guys a lot of confidence saying we're about to really roll these guys because they're tapping out on us. So there's kind of both. You know, as a play caller, it's frustrating because I want to just keep going. Um, but it's part of the game. And, and I, I think there is something to be said for that. When you see your opponent, uh, I don't care what the sport is. When the, when you see them breathing hard or hands on their hips or bending over or whatever, like you said, they're tapping out. Yeah, I and, think body language for me is is big. If you can see, you know, like what Coach is talking about, mm -hmm. guys cramping or uh, you're just mentioning there or kind of dragging themselves back to the line of scrimmage or if you're playing a different sport and they look really frustrated with themselves mm -hmm. and kind of – you know, they're not moving around much. You think, oh, man, this guy's ready to quit. Yeah. This guy's ready to quit. Got him on the ropes. Yep. Mm -hmm. You've been listening to the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3. For more from Lubbock Sports Station, go to double T 973.com.